Welcome back. I'm Kim Bowie. She's Juliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec. Today, we're going to revisit a topic that we have talked about previously, but we've got some examples that have come through from our listeners. As you would recall, we do ask you to send in your thoughts and your reactions to our podcast. So we thank you to the people who have sent in these particular examples of the power of thank you. And it's about giving positive and genuine feedback for services rendered, whether things were right or wrong, as you will hear, that you acknowledge and you communicate your reaction to that situation. So I'll let Fuliana talk about a couple of hers first, and then I'll talk about one of mine. Okay. The first one is about the airport situation. As you uh, would have heard on the news and that there's been a period at the airport where it's total chaos and people were fairly angry and unhappy with um, everything that was going on. One of our listeners was in the queue when he observed two people in front of him. The first customer was very unhappy, very dissatisfied, had a very rough time until now and was taking it out on the team members behind the counter. Then the second one, for completely different reasons, was also unhappy and taking it out and his frustration um, to the team member. So when this person's turn came, he said, oh, just before I go into where I'm at, I just want to say I've just observed that and I want to compliment you on the way you handled the two reactions because they're pretty strong. And whilst I understand it, I think it was amazing how you handled them and just want to let you know. She said, well, they're not the first two. And I'm sure there's going to be more, understandably. I'm sorry for them because I would feel the same in their situation. But let me tell you one thing, and that is what you just did has given me heaps of energy to even be stronger and handle it even better. So thank you for that feedback. I appreciate it more than you know. And my example, I'll, I'll do mine now because it's along the same lines, is from a local supermarket and they've got signs up everywhere that says we, we won't tolerate abusive behaviour to our staff. And I always wondered at the signs because I thought I've never seen anything happen at the supermarket. The staff there are unfailingly positive and polite and happy. And I would always have thought that that was due to the training and the management that they get at this particular location. I was there probably two weeks ago now. And the person two in front of me was shouting, basically, at the person at the cashier, at the checkout chick. It escalated, her volume escalated, the, the customer, to the point where the person at the checkout said, just sit quietly and calmly, I wasn't shouting, I was merely asking you, are you paying by cash or card? Hmm. And the customer said, I told you to go slower, I told you to go slower. And so they were obviously at cross purposes about what was happening. The checkout person said, I did go slower. And I know that they do adjust their timing mm. so that you have time to pack what you're, what you're doing. So the customer went straight to, I want to speak to the manager. Uh, who's the manager here? And the young girl said, I am. Mm. Uh, you're talking to the manager. Yeah. And she said, well, you need to go back to HR. Mm. And it was, it was quite unpleasant and loud. Mm. And you could see that the other staff, I could see then the other staff were looking to see whether this person needed help, they were obviously going to step in if it was needed. And the one that was on the, the aisle that I was on 
pulled out the receipt out of the machine and said, I'll put you over to such and such. He'll look after you from now on. Removed mm. yourself completely from the situation. That's obviously part of their training. And I thought it was a very yeah. good solution. It takes away the escalation of the situation. Yes. So the fellow in front of me went through, he didn't say anything. And I thought, no, I'm going to say something because we all witnessed it. We were all, you know, it's a very confined space. We all knew what was happening. No one else stepped up to say anything. And so when my stuff had gone through and I was, I was about to go, I said, I just want to say that I think you handled that well. And there was this pause and she looked at me and she said, thank you. No one's ever noticed that that has happened before. I think it's unacceptable behaviour. I think you handled it well. And that's all I said. I said, have a good day and walked away. Yeah. And I could see the, the shoulders slump as though, you know, yeah. weight had been taken off because she wasn't, she was, she was obviously still carrying some anxiety and reaction to the situation, yeah. as you would expect. Mm. But that someone took away a little bit of that pain for her because she's still got to work the rest of the shift. You know, she, she can't walk away from the, yeah. everyone else that she's got to deal with. As you say, it didn't cost me anything. It was my reaction to the situation. And you've got to go sometimes with your gut reaction and say what you think. So I was glad that I did that. of a mindset that I will do it, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And more often than not, yeah. it's because it's good. And I think yes. that we don't acknowledge the good as much as we react to the bad. That's true. Another person shared with us a, a hospital experience and I can, with those two examples, I can see me doing something like that. But with this one in the hospital, oh, I was happy to hear it, but I didn't think, give me ideas. Anyway, this person goes to hospital unexpected, etc. to his way of thinking from the minute that he went in to the minute that everybody was looking after him, everything went better than he ever thought not that he has much experience with hospitals but definitely everything was good so as he there still you know tests being done and recovery and whatever he decided he's very high energy he never stops doing stuff and um, be productive so he decided to look up the head of the unit um the specialist who runs the whole unit name and and contact details and send the text saying how he's in, in the hospital first experience, this is what he experienced and what he thought the people were like and how, you know, what the service. They had answered straight away and was very, very appreciative. He said, oh, I am proud of our facilities and our people. It's so nice to hear it from someone who is coming here as a patient yeah. and um, appreciated and I would take on board the main message that you gave us, not just a compliment, to continue to improve. To me, that was really great because I wouldn't have thought about it while I'm in hospital. I might have afterwards. But, yeah, what a what a way to <laughs> I feel in the time, be productive and help others be uh, recognised and continue to do good. The good part of that example is that it's taking it one step further. It's taking it into a situation where... The process as well can be acknowledged, but there's opportunity for improvement or assessment and reassessment of what is being done and how the service is being provided. So it's taking it one step further than the first two examples, which are the initial one-on-one -on -one interaction. This takes it to another level in terms of 
an organisation or a, or a process or a structure being recognised as good or needing improvement, if that's the case. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's good. It's sort of giving us ideas of how we can reinforce all these great services. The last one is a hotel experience where people booked in the hotel which, with the special deal of bed and breakfast. After booking and putting the card on or whatever and confirmation, um, they re- realised that actually that last day they won't be able to have breakfast because they're on an early flight. So they rang up and said, oh, look, our mistake, any chance? And the person who answered gave their name and everything, sent it wonderful, handled it really well, said, yeah, absolutely, we can fix that. I can fix it now and fixed it. They went, had a great stay. Everything went well. The breakfast they had was fantastic, everything great. And then as on checkout, it was acknowledged again by a different crew that that was initially and that was adjusted and, and all of that. And even though all the paperwork and then the sums and then somehow it paid, they got on the flight, got back home when they did their banking, they realised they were actually charged for the breakfast, that last breakfast. And they thought, wasn't much, will we bother? And they said, oh, no, we will bother. So they rang up and as luck will have it, was the same person who took the, the change call and said, oh, so sorry, that shouldn't have happened because, yes, I did fix it. And, yes, and, and I could see my colleagues done everything right as well. I'll fix it straight away. It'll be right back in your bank account, etc." And it was. So that was fixed. Our listener decided, well, you know what, I'm still going to ring up and ask to speak to the head. So did that. And the person already knew about the name. They already knew about it. They didn't know that at the beginning, but they says, look, I'm just trying to say this is what happened and this is the outcome and I just want to compliment you even though it went wrong. The way it was handled all the way through and the way it was fixed, it was fantastic and had a great style, definitely come back and I definitely recommend it. And the person was, oh, really? And that was really good. So then they disclosed, good on them, they disclosed that as soon as you said it, I knew all about that. It was reported. I had the information there because it happened only recently. And I was expecting a complaint. So you have no idea how much this means to me and my team. And you're coming back and giving us that positive feedback, even after you didn't have the best experience in the end. Again, that was even more powerful. What I really like about this, that even if you're in a situation where you may have made a mistake um, in a service um, sense, that there is hope that you can still do it right, fix your mistake and keep the person happy and return for whatever business you're offering. It's the power of that communication. The things we were taught when we were children, the things that we, we couldn't get away with when you were growing up was the please and the thank you. And they're even more important these days. We have recently talked to a a special guest that you may or may not have heard when you listen to this podcast who talked about that we're moving into a society where we ignore the personal, the human element, uh, and that it's pushing us into certain types of behaviours. And so in this instance, I think it's reinforced that we're actually looking at it's a person that's providing this service for us and that person needs to be acknowledged whether it's a please or a thank you that the interaction 
becomes that human interaction, the human to human interaction that Fuliana has talked about previously as well, that we have to focus on because it's the only thing that's going to help us move forward. We've had a period of time where we have been isolated from one another and it has been easy to slip into habits and behaviours that don't recognise the effort that everyone has made to move beyond that and that in a lot of instances the new normal is not what we were used to and we have to adjust to that change but in adjusting to that change we don't have to lose our manners and we don't have to lose our ability to recognize that we are interacting with people on all levels and as much as you might be frustrated and angry and irritated by a situation you don't know what that person has had to come to work with what they're dealing with in any other situation or the number of people who have hit them hard all the way through their time. You know, if I can go to a, an example, an airline example, on a more positive note, it is also about your attitude. You know, what you give out is what you get back. I was coming back from Perth and I knew that my checked-in baggage was, was about a kilo overweight. And I, I understood that and there was nothing I could do about it, nothing I could move out of the bag. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to pay for it. And I thought, well, I'll pay for it at the airport because it's just a kilo over and maybe they'll have a better deal. You know, they always say pay for it online beforehand because it's going to be mm. cheaper, but they only had the, the bulk increments. And I thought perhaps mm. at the airport, I might be able to just pay for the kilo that it was over rather than the five kilos, which was the next tier of payment. And I thought, well, if I have to pay for five, I will. So that's my attitude. I go in with it, put the bag down, check it through. And I noticed that at the next check-in point, there's a fellow who's checked in one bag. And he's got four that he wants to put through. He was not listening to the fact she was saying, yes, I understand the weight's the same, but it's the volume. You know, there's yeah. four bags of volume, not yeah. one bag of this volume with this weight. And he was being quite abusive. And I thought, well, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere. You're not mm -hmm. listening to what she's saying and you're not making any effort to understand what she's saying. And so I went up, put my bag down, and she said, oh, it's, it's uh, 16 kilos. I said, yes, I know. And she said, is there anything you can take out of it? Mm -hmm. I said, there really isn't because it's all floral art mm -hmm. stuff, so it's all secateurs and scissors and knives and things. And mm -hmm. I said, anyway, I said, my carry-on baggage is almost at the seven-kilo limit. And she said, I oh, will put it on and we'll see, you know, how much leeway there is because it's the overall weight that they're yeah. worried about, not, not so much the individual weight. There wasn't, wasn't a lot. I knew there wasn't a lot in it. And mm. so she called over a supervisor and they had this quiet discussion. And, and I said, look, I'm happy to pay for it. I know it's over. Yeah. Uh, I know that, you know, that, that's what has to happen. You know, I'm here. I'm ready to pay. And they looked at me and said, oh, no, we, we've worked out a way we can do it. And it just went in. And I thought, wow, how good was that? And I said, I said, I'm speechless. I really expected I would have to pay. It's my responsibility. I know it's over. I take responsibility for it. I really appreciate that you found a way to, to do this. And I walk away happy. They walk away happy because they think they've done something good. Yes, fantastic. And, and I've acknowledged that. Whereas this poor fellow who was on the yeah. other check yeah. account was still there arguing the toss yeah. over whether he could have four bags or one for the same weight. It is both ways, as you said. You've it got is. to be open and receptive and fair. And acknowledge too that, that people do like to do something good 
for yes. someone else. Yeah. And the reward for that is that they should be acknowledged. Definitely. All right. Well, we thank you once again, listeners, for sending in those examples. We're always happy to talk about your experiences in relation to what we've talked about. We'll leave it there for today. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Thank you.